everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 104. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And tonight's opening was almost near a rushed episode at that. Really? Yeah, I kind of got home late from traveling from the other side of Queens. Sorry to hear that. Oh, Oh, no, no. I had legitimate reason for doing so, but um, I kind of mistimed everything I had to do on my normal um, Tuesday night soiree, you know? But on the plus side, my Sailor Venus messenger bag is fixed. That's good. Yay. And it only cost me $1.50. Nice. Yeah, the uh, the belt, the buckle where you where you adjust the straps. There's a pl- I went down to the um to the um, garment district and I found like a, a trimming shop, and I looked in. I'm like, I've been here before. I know this spot. So the piece I needed, which was, which was a lot better than the last one I had that was on there, was a dollar fifty. So I bought it. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, you made it pretty good. Yes, yes. And we are live tonight, the week of March 12, 2013. Um, check-ins are live. Come on in. You can join our interactive chat room at vognetwork.com slash live. Or if you have a chat client such as XChat, Merck, or Chatzilla, you can find us on gamesurge.net. Chat room is Vogue. You think I've shilled enough for, for the Vogue Network for one minute? Yeah, for now. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, don't forget, we are live, as always, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Encore presentation of our podcast, Thursdays at 1.30 p.m., and generally the episode will go up on the feed on Fridays. So, let's do our staff recap. Um, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, I've been busy working on cosplay bullshit for PAX. Swing low, sweet chariot. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yes, because who was, who was working with cotton this week? Hmm, 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 hmm? Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was working with a lot of cotton this week. <laughs> I wish I could have been at just wearing my overalls with a whip. <laughs> If you would have been here, I would have put your ass to work. Yeah, right. Talk about yeah, role reversal over here, people. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Well, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell our awesome chat room and the listeners your cosplay idea with Luigi and Daisy? Hmm? Well, um, I'd like to hear this too because this is news to me. Oh yes, yes. Well, a couple years back for Manga Next, I made Ranma. I basically um, put together a sweater for him for a sock hop that Manganax did. And it basically is a sweater for Luigi um, that has the Mushroom Kingdom high school logo on it, or the the lettering for it. A letterman jacket, in other words. Yeah. Well, a letterman sweater. Right. Um, so I figured... What the fuck? I've wanted to do a schoolgirl Daisy outfit for a while. 
And I was originally supposed to work on Vanellope for PAX, and I could get away with using the skirt for both costumes. So I figured, what the fuck, I'd put the costume together. Well, I'm not able to do Vanellope because it's just too much work and I'm out of work. So I basically only had to buy a little bit of stuff for Daisy, so I said, screw it. I put Daisy together. So I've been working on a schoolgirl outfit for Daisy to go with the Letterman sweater for schoolboy Luigi. Um, that wasn't I. That wasn't the cosplay idea I was referencing to. What cosplay idea were you referencing to? Because that's what I'm doing with Daisy. I'll give you a hint. Morgan Freeman. What the fuck is that hint? Yeah, I'm kind of lost here, too. You forget Morgan Freeman, Olympia Dukakis? Driving Miss Daisy? Yes, that was your idea, remember? Yeah, All well, that... that has nothing to do with the outfit I'm making, no, dumbass. But... No. All that's set up for a really lame pun. Yeah. Yeah, only because little Miss Bitch over here forgot about it. What does that have to do with anything? I was referencing that crazy cosplay idea of me, Luigi, with the with the driver's cap driving Miss Princess Daisy around. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the schoolgirl outfit I'm making for Daisy, dumbass. But I wasn't something ref- completely different. I wasn't referring to the schoolgirl Daisy. You, oh, oh! If I could, just... how the hell am I supposed to know what you're referring to? If I could reach through to Skype, I would choke you, a la Bart Simpson. Yeah, well. You try that. And speaking of our chat, Sailor Moon and Princess Luna, well played. Well played. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I like that one. Yeah, my uh, my picture avatar on Skype is a picture of Sailor Moon riding um, Princess Luna from My Little Pony. Look at my <laughs> pony. Pony's amazing. Give it a lick. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. Yeah. So I've been working on Princess Daisy's crown and her earrings and some accessories to go onto the outfit. And I've been working on a uh, Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog hoodie. So last night I spent uh, roughly four hours, three hours, three hours, making two um, plushy tails to put onto a hoodie. Not bad. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at your, your avatar. I'm like, why? First of all, why is she on Princess Luna's back? And I'm like, oh... Oh, 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 good one. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I think the sad part is if you were to, po- we may have to post this picture later. See how many people actually catch the joke. Uh, well, I'll try and find it. It's probably on DeviantArt somewhere, right? Probably. Well, I'll try and find it. You have fun um, talking now. All right, in this case, so, um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Well, let's see. The other day, well, a couple things I did of note. The other day I had twelve I had a 12-hour work day, eight hours of which 
was overtime starting at 10 o'clock at night before mm -hmm. into 6 o'clock in the morning. And, and no, 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 wait, that was a different week. Um, yeah, I woke up like around five o'clock to get get out overtime before my shift, and then end up staying after my shift for still a twelve-hour workday. But uh, it was very, it was very tiring and all. I also saw Oz the Great and Powerful this past weekend. Well, how was that? It was in three D. It was very good. It, um. The guy who played, I forget the guy who played Oz, hit a turn in an amazing performance. And uh, even Zach Braff as a the carnival assistant slash winged monkey butler, he was really good with in it too. At one point, my friend and I were watch it or discuss it after we were driving home. And there's one point where you sit, where the Glinda refers to him as the, the wizard from Kansas. I'm think, we're both thinking to ourselves, if he had been from New Jersey, the whole... Oz series of books would have been resolved in about maybe one or two books. Like, I'm from Jersey, bitch, you know, and all of a sudden all the pro Oz's problems are solved. <laughs> Think so. Yeah. Alright. Because, you know, it's fucking Kansas. Yeah, Kansas out in 1905 and got shit out there. Oh, and here's the best part. There's There were placards hanging around the theater that said, it said for the first 20 minutes of Oz the Great and Powerful are deliberately shot in black and white and in the smaller silver screen format like like the old day stuff like in the 30s and 40s before they moved to the widescreen that's pretty cool because well that's how the original Wizard yeah, of Oz was shot yeah all the uh, Kansas scenes are shot in black and white for all the films but I can only imagine how many people people complained to management about the stylistic choice for that for that section. Oh jeez. Because people are fucking stupid. But yeah, other than that, you know just trying to get by with work. That sounds that's pretty cool. Um as for me, uh, school is going pretty well. I got my second test back in trig. I'm thinking I got an eighty five. No, I walked away with a sixty two. Whoops. Yeah, I also have a um a, 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 a I have to I have a one a one page essay to write so I can get more scholarship money. Um, I woke up late this morning and by late I look over the alarms going off. I see the time. Roll back into bed. Wake up. It's ten thirty. So far, pretty much sloughing my weight all the way throughout the house to get dressed and get out the house. And then and I'm like, oh crap! It's that teacher. So I hightail it in and instead of finding out that um our teacher's gonna be raising hell on us but he's so cool dude we have a substitute and i was like thank you god and the best part is i got out of class an hour early you ever done that thing where you like looked at your clock for a second looked away and then looked back and like large swaths of time have passed in that little increment yes because that's happened to me yeah, that that's happened to me a few times. Like I blinked in an hour and a half past. What the fuck? It's like you just laid it. You think you're gonna just lay back in your bed, blink your eyes, because you're awake. You're just gonna lay there for a few, and then that blink turned into a thirty minute nap, and you're like, oh fuck. <sighs> okay, so let's see. Um, 
this week's podcast will be up before the end of the week. We have Spring Fest. I will be going to said con this week. Next week is PAX East. Um, we will be leaving here on Thursday, but I will make sure that excuse me. I'll make sure that the podcast will be up before we leave, and most likely. Flashback Friday will have two photo galleries since I will not be around to upload for next Friday. Have fun. I always do. I always do. Um, let's see. Is that basically what we got so far? Seems that way, yes. All right, cool. Um, VODnetwork.com. Follow us in the chat room. VODnetwork.com slash live. Join the chat. Check-ins are going. Check out the forums. I think we got our bases uh, covered more or less. Um, for now, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we'll get into the news of the week. All right, then. Good. We will be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Doc Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Hear ye, hear ye. Now let's get to um, the topics at hand. Why do I always keep minimizing word when I should not have to? I don't know. Uh, you, you think I have it positioned in a particular location, and when I go somewhere else and I come back, and I'm like, where's Word? Where the hell did I put it? Uh, and it's like, oh, that's where I put it. All right. Well, Mark, I'll have to give it to you. You've gotten some, you got some good po- uh, topics for this week. I thought it was a uh, nice mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have to take this. I may have to take this title, this one. <clears throat> I'm not stopping you. All right. Get my music. You're being yelled at on uh, the chat. Just letting you know. Again? What? No. <laughs> Wait. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I could have sworn the independent podcast has the mix. Hmm. Okay, according to Travis Donovan, um, I am banned from Understation Live because there's no USL shout out. If I'm if memory serves me correctly, that that video that audio clip should have had that in there. If not, I may have queued up the wrong file. I am sorry. If and, not, you do always mention it at the end of the show, too. I know, I know. And Ari, you cannot take his place. You cannot replace the angry black man on the show. And a quote Griff from Red vs. Blue. My comp- am I campaigning for your position at my your own funeral? Classy. <laughs> Holy sh... Travis, you... Uh, you bastard! <laughs> Travis, you bastard! <laughs> Uh, well at at least one thing's for sure i am higher up on the totem pole than intern drew and and dt (laughs) oh boy oh boy is right oh man all right play your damn music and get to the article all right an android girl themed cafe opens in Tokyo and just so you know when I first read that title this song was the first thing to come to my mind I'm like it's going to be some type of connection between them and Vocaloid 
Looking at the looking at the maid's outfits, yeah, I definitely see it. An Android-themed uh, cafe and bar has opened up in, uh, uh, in Akasaka, Tokyo. The, t- the cafe called Android Idol, a combination of Android and Idol, is staffed by girls dressed as androids from the future. The cafe is based on the concept that the android girls working as staff members were not originally created with emotions and feelings and need to be programmed by interacting with customers. A number of different android models work at Android Idol Cafe, including Moe, Sunere, high school student, and little sister types, providing, some kind, providing someone for every kind of customer. The cafe also features musical performances with some of the android girls singing and dancing several times throughout the day. The cafe features a bar where customers can watch the performances while choosing from the cafe's large liquor selection. Wait. Wait, what? Main cafe that serves alcohol. Yeah, there's actually a picture um, of one of the maids, and behind her, you see all the alcohol. I'm booking my tickets. Haley's, Jack Daniels, Malibu, Jim Bean is back there, I think. Jose's back there. And you oh can, shit, Bombay! And yep, you can. Shit, think, I'll, be, I'll be serving up Gordon Bombay's to everyone. You can thank our residential lush Mako Chan for identifying the various alcohols. What? They're pictured there, and they're in English. I just want of you to know. I'm gonna be able to. At first, I didn't even know there was a third picture until I scrolled down. I'm like, damn, our vision is good. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm I'm booking my flight right now. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Great, now I have to pull double duty running running this too. No, that's God, okay. You're lazy. No, that's okay. I'll be doing this remotely, so you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh goody. We need another drunk episode. You can never have too many drunk episodes. Hey, I can actually do that now. Yay. And you have a lot of time to make up for, don't you? Mm. She well, re- yeah, I'm going to be doing that next weekend, though. Yeah, you kind of remind me of the pig from Drawing Together, just drinking nothing but Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh. The cafe features a bar where customers can watch performances while choosing from the cafe's large liquor selection. The bar was installed specifically to attract office workers on their way home due to the cafe being located in the business district of Akasaka. Android Idol Cafe is open from 5 p.m. to midnight during the week and from noon to midnight weekends and holidays admission is 1000 yen which is $10.70 for 20 minutes to $10 quote, for 20 minutes yikes to quote Philip J Fry shut up and take my money and see they're so cute too yes. Yes, they are. and they match oh Mako-chan you're still on that aren't you I am. I am. I'm more worried about the the girls being quote unquote programmable and and their uh, software being corrupted by uh, let's just say internet trolls. Ugh. Talk about a, needing a different antivirus program. Yeah. Well, like Torokun said, you mean they're uh, you mean like Chobits type Android, and I said, yeah, you have to turn them on too. That's not helping. <laughs> well, I will say this much: the concept of these of the idol of the maids reminds me of a TV show that came on a very long time ago about a young android girl, robotic girl. 
Weird science? No, you might No. This I love this show. It'll come to you. Tell me, Ari, you remember this show. I'm kind of drawing a blank off it, honestly. I freaking loved her. She was such a bitch. I remember that one episode where she was screaming for a bed. What what series was this? Small Wonder. Why is that not doing anything for me? I think if you YouTube it, it'll probably come right back to you. But hearing this grainy audio, considering the The, the technology we've got at our It's not our technology, it's the MP3 file. It's... I found this before I I knew I could rip YouTube audio. I wouldn't be surprised if that was played off an old phonograph. (laughs) Of course, there is a phonograph USB device. Mm. And the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, there was talk of Fox bringing it back as a new series. No! But... That was not about allowed. that was about five six years ago, so I don't think it's going to happen. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. And we go to the chat. Um, Travis Donovan, why must you ruin all my childhood memories, Ronma? To that I said, because you demoted me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, watching that show kind of put me in the position with me, and well, never mind. But I do remember one Halloween episode where my darling sister, Sunseen Lee, actually um, dressed up as um, as Vicky. I did a spit take upon seeing this. There are photos of this somewhere on my Facebook. Not going to say where, but there are. Okay. All right. So, my dear, would you like to take a fairy tale? Not really, but I guess I will. Yes, please. Alright. Um, just a few days ago, it was revealed that the fairy tale anime would be coming to an end on March 30th. We covered that last week. Mm-hmm. However, shortly after that news was revealed, Hiro Mishima, the creator of, fairy tale, ma- creator of the fairy tale manga and author of the series, stated that he had some good news, everyone, to announce this <laughs> at some time in the future. Good news, um, everybody. Good you're news, now hearing everyone. this podcast in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live in this world anymore. It's not a suppository. Um, well, um, today Hiramashima updated his Twitter with a couple of updates letting fans know that there is still good news on the way. To be a bit more specific, he mentioned in Japanese that it's actually not over yet. I can't say more, but I hope you watch the rerun starting on April 4th and wait for the day I can announce some good news. Knowing that English fans have despaired over the end of the anime, he even tweeted in English that anime is not the end. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. This is good news for fans, many of whom have reasoned that because the anime is so close to the original source material, the anime is simply taking a break to allow the manga story to develop at a reasonable pace, and once the story is far enough ahead, the anime will resume. This is likely the case as the fairy tale series is in the middle of a major story arc, and inserting filler episodes would not only destroy the series' pacing, but the importance of the current arc. 
Okay, I, I, that's fine with me, because not for nothing, if I know for a fact it's taking a break because you don't want to give us filler episodes and you want to keep it close to source material, I, I can do it. And if it's getting the ratings and the merchandise is selling like hell for it, do it. I... Yeah, filler is death. I mean... Especially because the writing and the, the quality in the story and the artwork tends to suffer mm, greatly. I can understand a couple of episodes of filler here and there. That, that, that I don't mind. But a filler arc, uh, uh, we can't have. One Piece, Naruto, Bleach. I am so glad Ron Moana didn't suffer from that. It got suffered from from cancellation, but I think it had a total of like, I think like maybe twenty something episodes with filler all throughout, and they just extended one arc or something. no, actually they shortened an arc because they was able to fill the entire massive uh, manga arc into like three episodes. Works for me. And we go to the chat room. Hockey Kama says, isn't Urza Scarlet such a red-hot badass? I would assume so, because I get to watch Fairy Tale. I think she was going, he was going by the uh, the he- header image in that article. Probably so. I mean, it does, Fairy Tale doesn't look interesting. I, I definitely will have to start watching it. Now that I actually have the legitimate time to do so. All right. All right. Let's close that out. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, I, I'm looking at this article. Top ten saddest anime deaths of minor characters. If a particular person is not on this list, I'm going to riot. Number three. Good. I was going to riot. Number three. Number two. I don't agree with, but number one is. Oh my God, the feels. All right. Okay. We we need some sad. We need some sad death music here. So that's not sad at all. <laughs> I don't know. I always, whenever I know somebody close to me that has passed on or whatever, I play this song. If you want something sad, hold on. The hell song is that? Kizudarake no Wild. It's the end theme from Bubblegum Crisis OVA One. No, uh, OVA 2. If you want sad, how about this? More acceptable. Yes. So who will be taking this one? I this think list? we should all take turns on this one. Okay. All right. Ah, yes. Everyone in their hearts has a list of anime deaths which have made them feel emotions no other anime character has. And for the most part, they tend to be major character protagonists or antagonists. Serious leads who we have come to love throughout the course of the show. But what about those less than featured characters whose spotlight was limited to just a handful of episodes? Those characters we so little love, yet has so much of a huge impact on us. Well, that's what we'll be discussing today. So let's not waste any time and get right to it. The top 10 saddest anime deaths of minor characters. This will reveal spoilers. So I would recommend, if you don't want to be spoiled, because we're not even going to tell you what the animes are. We're going to go through all along. You might want to take a good 10-minute step away. If not, strap in. Number 10. 
Kaoru Nagisa, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Mo- Way of Death, being crushed in a giant hand of an Ava. Well, this death is more sad than for the circumstances and its effect on the main character. See, the main character Shinji is a typical, lonely, clinically depressed teenage boy who feels either used or hated by everyone around him. Then the mysterious Karu Nagisa shows up and tells Shinji he loves him and generally shows him care and affection. Okay, Yaoi fangirls, stop it. I think we already lost Mako. No, no sorry, that's not one of my... It's, it's not her pairing. Oh well. It's not one of my it's not one of my fandoms, so um but there is that one picture of um Madoka where Shinji dresses Madoka and Nagisa is dressed as Kyube. One of my friends, she really she fangirl squeed over that. I'm like, "Down girl, down." We find out that Kaoru is an angel and thus Shinji must kill him. The audience waits in suspense as the seconds tick away. Shinji and Ava, Kaoru trapped in the hand. He accepts his fate, telling Shinji to do it. Nothing prepares you to see the shadow Kaoru's head fall into the water. Nording is soon crazy that results from it. Wow. That's one way to go. Uh, I'll get this Number nine. No, I got it. This uh, is her, it's her fandom. Mine. Okay, all right. Ch- calm down. All right, Daffy Duck, <laughs> chill. You know, push the button. I pushed the button. I said Daffy Duck. It's mine, you understand? Mine! All mine! Get back in there! Down, down, down! Go, go, go! Mine, mine, mine! I'm a happy little miser. Alright, number nine. Uh, Kyoko Honda, Toro's mom from Fruits Basket. Mode of death is hit by a car. Wow. Toro Honda is the sugary sweet protagonist of Fruits Basket, but often we forget that she is, in fact, an orphan. Toro's mom, Kyoko, an ex-Yankee gangster and single mother, was in a tragic car accident while crossing the street. She could have been saved by Kyo, one of the main male protagonists of the series, but due to a curse, he was unable to do so. Her dying thoughts as she was bleeding out onto the concrete were of her daughter. She ended up leaving her fragile kid to the care of an old grandfather and other relatives who really hate them both. Knowing Knowing this fully as she died... Um, if this isn't incredibly tragic, then I don't know what is. Can you say that's sort of like a dick move? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's understandable because if Kyo were to help her, then he'd turn into a cat. Mm. See, I have not seen Fruits Basket, so I, could, I wouldn't know. Spoilers! Yeah. To me, Spoilers. that's fine. To me, this scene kind of reminds me of, like, from Sailor Moon. Chibi Moon wants to go in the past and hang out with Young Usagi and her friends. Neo Queen Serenity, kn- all, knowing all the shit that went down, sends her daughter with no idea of what's going to happen. <coughs> I call that divine justice for stealing the crystal. Mm, that works. <sighs> Number eight. Kaori from Akira, her mode of death being crushed and absorbed by her giant monster boyfriend. There's not much you can say about Kaori. In the manga, she was a slave to Tetsuo. In the manga, she is his girlfriend and she dies on one of the most gruesome on-screen dates, like deaths to date. Someone's 
Someone's grammar on here is a little bad. Not only does she try to help her boyfriend, who's been kind of a dick to her, but she gets trapped in his expanding, tumorous body and is crushed to death. He even says that he can feel her pain. Even just thinking about it makes him a, me a little queasy. Also be distracted by the fact that you see when, when I was 12. Not exactly the most pleasant way to go. Mm. And then we're back to you, DJ. All right. This I can understand. Number seven, Zabuzan Haku, or Hak, Naruto. Mode of death, ninja battle. If you're going to go out, go out fighting. These two share a listing because they die for each other, so it would be silly to separate them. The antagonists of a small arc in Naruto, Zabuzan Hak, are two ninjas of the hidden mist, with Zabuza being the master and Haku the, pu- the pupil or servant. But we don't really know what, what it is for sure. However, when Zabuza is in danger, Hawk steps forward and is killed protecting him. Through some rather contrived shonen style tropes, Zabuza admits for caring for Haku beyond simply using him as a tool and chooses to die as well, ultimately being laid side by side. The only reason they aren't higher on the list is because they come back and Shippuden and officially entered. Now that's why I call bullshit territory. Yeah, their deaths were, were fucking sad. It's like I said, the difference between Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. In Naruto, if you die, chances are you're not coming back. Difference between Dragon Ball Z and Shippuden, if you died, you'll be back for you'll be back for an encore presentation. Edo Tensei, my left ass, please. <laughs> We're literally waiting to go back. <laughs> no, this is Chatsu's third time. Next time I got a free Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh god alright uh, okay. number 6 Yumi Komagata from Roroni Kenshin mode of death she's stabbed through the chest by her lover in order to stab Kenshin there's a saying that behind every great man is a great woman if that's the case then behind every crazy ex-mercenary there's an equally crazy woman that woman is Yumi Komagata The devoted lover of Shishio Makoto, she has done everything to ensure he has survived and thrived to become the crazy warrior he is. However, when the big battle between Kenshin and Shishio became too intense and threatened to kill Shishio, she stepped between the two. After begging Kenshin to stop and let Shishio live, she was rewarded for her loyalty with a sword through her chest. Yes, Shishio uses her as a distraction in order to stab Kenshin, killing her in the process. Ain't love just grand? Maybe not so for Yumi. Loves a bitch. Loves a pointy, sharp bitch. Yeah, that's a bit of a dick move. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number five, Nephrite from Sailor Moon. I agree with this. Mode of death, killed saying, saving Nauru, then being turned to dust, but that just happened in the anime. The one shoujo man everyone remembers from their childhood, even though the dub butchered it a lot and the censoring made it worse, the show was all we had in terms of media made for young girls. It's not to say it was fluffy and without substance. See, Nefra was one of the main villains from the first season of the show who ultimately fell in love with Sailor Moon's best friend, Nauru. Despite his loyalties, he saves Nauru from monsters, only to be stabbed by one and slowly and watch as his energy drained away. He dies in Molly's arms, floating away as, as dust as his love cries, leaving behind nothing but a bloody bandage. That's not dark for a kid's show. I don't know what is. Hey, you know what? I feel really sorry for what's-his-name, uh, Umino. I, I really do. I mean, think think about it. He 
Naru's his girlfriend, and he has to live up to the standards of a dude that died in her arms. <laughs> so talk about a silver medal. Yeah, if that's not a reason to see a shrink on a weekly basis, I don't know what is. Because remember, every time Naru appeared with Umino, whether it was an R, S, or Supers, there was always a reference back to Nephrite. Always. And even worse, you knew the guy was a nerd because he had the, he had the glasses with the spirals on it look to him. Yeah, but I have to admit, in the Japanese, uh, Japanese version, Umino was a lot, he was a lot more chill than his dub counterpart. Again, yeah, they, dub. they didn't. Yeah, they didn't geek him out as much mm-hmm. in the Japanese version as he was geeked out in the dub. Oh my god, he was geeked out in the dub. These shrimp are spicy. I'll say my piece about Sailor Moon before the end of the show. But um, number four, Mami Tomoe, Piola Magi Madoka Magica. I was like, what the fuck when I saw this? Mode of death, decapitated and eaten by a witch. Holy shit! Did did this death come right out of nowhere? You can hear the whiplash from fans across the internet as Mommy's head suddenly disappeared from her body with one foul chomp. And I'm including her, her here as a minor character because she was only around for three episodes and was rarely ever the main focus. But just because she never made it to the end of the show doesn't mean we didn't feel for her when she died. In fact, if anything, we felt her more because she was the first to show the audience as well as Sayaka and Madoka that this isn't a joke. Being a magical girl has serious, sometimes fatal consequences. Not to mention the look of absolute terror and despair in her eyes right before the fatal chomp. This was the event that set the tone for the show and will be remembered in internet history. If you could do magical girls sort of like a, and like compared to like fighting games, like Sailor, uh, you would start with like Pretty Sammy, Easy Mode, the first three seasons of Sailor Moon, Normal Mode, Madoka, hard mode, stars. Here's a feather. Good luck. Uh, no, no nightmare mode. That would be nightmare mode. Because after watching Madoka, I was like, "Holy shit!" I have never seen anything like that. I have not seen anything with Magical Girls that was just that twisted. Until I finished watching Supers and Stars, and I was like, what the hell? Would you like to take the next one as well? I probably should. But um, let, let me find something that's kind of fitting for, for number three. All right, I want to take number one. All right, you can have number one. That, that That's not a problem. I guess leftovers are fine for me, then. Mm-hmm. Evidently, I don't know which song would, um, would work better, because I don't think he has, like, he has a theme, per se. So I'll just play um the, op- the second theme opening. If you're hearing that, you probably know what number three is. Maze Hughes. Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mode of Death, shot in a phone booth by a homunculus. Few fans of the show will deny that the death of Maze Hughes was one of the greatest characters on the show, and that makes his death all the sadder. 
he was known for showing off pictures of his daughter and being a lighthearted ally to the Elric brothers. In the final moments before his death, he was attempting to relay an important message to Roy Mustang at a telephone booth. There, he was faced by Envy, disguised as a fellow soldier, Maria Ross. However, Hughes could see through the disguise. His only flaw was hesitating when Envy transformed into his wife. Though, can you blame the guy? No one would blindly stab their own wife. This only led to his demise, along with the dead of night on the street. His funeral Alone. was... What? Alone in the dead of night in the street. Sorry. Alone in the dead of night on the street. This funeral was one of the most heartbreaking moments of this show and signaled the change in tone of the show. A worthy end to a stellar character. I was... Freaking Armstrong was crying like, like, like a man. My god, I'm telling you, I, I don't think anybody was expecting that unless you read the manga. But still, after I saw that, I, tur- I, I turned it off. I, I just walked away. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and not for nothing, I think he should have been number one only because Maze was, he was cannon fodder. Not cannon fodder. What's the term I'm looking for? No, number Washer. one is perfect where number one is. Okay, okay. I'm just, I have not looked at number one. I'm just saying for my defense. He was like a a red shirt is someone who's on screen specifically to die. A mauve shirt gets some kind of character, some kind of character development, but will end up dying anyway. Yeah. I mean, Maze... number one was a red shirt that you didn't think was a red shirt. See, but Maze was purely innocent. He had nothing to do with any of this shit was going on. Go look at number one. Not yet. I want to fit. We're going to go into proper order. Maze had nothing to do with anything that was going on, and he got killed for doing his job. Meanwhile, the other minor characters were somehow directly connected to the major character. He was a minor of a minor, you know? Go look at number one. I'm not looking at number one yet until we cover number two, which... I'll take this one. Yes. Portagas D. Ace from One Piece. His mode of death? Wow. Insides turned to char by a lava punch attack. I never... I haven't watched much of One Piece, so I'm kind of not familiar, but, uh... What's, wor- what's worse about this death was that it was so close to not happening. There was an entire arc dedicated to freeing him. They were almost to safety, and then suddenly, death. There's nothing worse than that to a reader that, and to have a hope dashed right, right in front of you. Ace is the non-biological brother of the main character, Luffy, who was eventually captured by the Marines and is set to be executed. During the massive rescue attempt, Ace decides that life is worth living and ultimately escapes. However, the victory <coughs> is short-lived. As they try to make it back to the boats, Ace intercepts a magma punch f- for Luffy, which destroys his insides, and he dies within minutes. After deciding in the early part of the arc that he wanted to live. And with his last breath, thanked all his loved ones for caring about him. Man, does Ichiro haunt the Oda really know how to pack an emotional wallop? Well, not being in America, One Piece is huge in Japan, and Ace's death was a huge surprise to all. <clears throat> Gruesome, poetic, shocking, the death of Portagas D. Ace was a sad one indeed. But yeah, that taking a bullet for somebody and dying, that's pretty fu- that's pretty ho- far up there in the ways you'd, you'd want to go out. You okay over there? I'm looking at number one. I told you, number one wins. it. That, that's cruel. Number that, one wins. That's fucking 
cruel. I'm not saying cruel as in a bad thing. I'm like... Number one is the feels. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. This guy for writing this in. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. What? That was wrong. I, I admit. That was wrong. And that was fucked up. But the fact of the matter remains that more people was pissed about Hughes and cutting the show off tells you something. Of course they were. But number one, Nina Tucker, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, mode of death being genetically deconstructed and then exploded by alchemy. This is the ultimate test to see if someone has a heart or not. If you did not feel awful for what happened to this poor child, then you are an evil person and you need to go sit in a corner <laughs> forever. Nina Tucker was the daughter of state alchemist Sho, uh, Shu Tucker, and in the original anime, we spend quite a few episodes with a little four-year-old girl. She's a cute, sweet, loving girl who hangs out with her giant fluffy dog, Alexander. Then one night, Ed and Al find that Sho has created a talking chimera, which is unheard of in the universe of the show. Only do the two protagonists eventually realize that Shu has merged Alexander and Nina together in a monstrous, painful sin against nature, a fate they determined also befell his late wife. So not only did Sho transform his daughter and dog into a suffering science experiment so he could remain a state alchemist, but did this to his only living relative, and knowing it would fail because he had already done this to his wife. In the end, the Nina Alexander Chimera is killed, being either deconstructed genetically or being exploded by alchemy, depending upon which version of the show you saw. So their suffering more or less ended there. So in the end, poor little Nina is turned into a monster, against her will, simply for being in proximity to a crazy alchemist. Suffers great pain and sorrow during her time as a chimera, as a chimera and then is destroyed in a, grues uh, in a gruesome way along with her beloved dog, the death of innocence incarnate. You know, I think Professor Tomoe is looking at show and calling him an asshole for what he did. You know? To be honest with you, my generation, the uh, lacking a soul litmus test is the death of Optimus Prime mm -hmm. in a, the Transformers animated movie, but this is pretty far up there, too. I mean, it's a fucked up way to go. Well, Optimus Prime was a main character, so yeah. of course that's going to be emotionally fucked. You know, this mm -hmm. uh, Nina was Nina was a little girl. She was like, what, five? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, n now I want to do an AMV to Everclear's father of mine, have Genma, Shin, uh, Genma, Gendo, Soichi, and Sho. <laughs> you know how fucked up that would be. Hey. Yeah. Well, Marco, since you're our residential Toonami fangirl... Yeah, sure. I'll get this one. Uh, <clears throat> Toonami has confirmed that the One Piece anime will run on Adult Swim Toonami block. A premiere date is slated for sometime this year. The announcement was made at, at the Toonami question and answer panel at Atlanta's MomoCon on Sunday. Funimation's dub of, dub of the series previously ran on Cartoon Network's early version of Toonami block from 2007 to 2008. 
after Four Kids Adaptation ended. Funimation has been streaming English subtitled episodes as they aired in Japan since 2009. The panel also announced that Evangelion 1.11 cut of the Evangelion 1.0 You Are Not Alone film will air as part of the block's Toonami birthday party this Sunday. A redesigned Tom will debut in April, and Toonami is working on a corresponding online comic to tie his story together. A redesigned Tom. I'm still thinking of Bomberman Live. Yeah, it's like Tom 5.0, I think. At least it's not Bomberman X Zero. That's what I was thinking. Bomb Act Zero. That's what I was thinking. For some reason, I got them mixed up. I just hope Tom 5.0 is not powered by Windows Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was watching Toonami this past weekend, and I have to say that they finally brought back the bumpers that they had in the original Toonami. Yeah. So it's a bunch of anime put together with uh, music. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looks like a... From anime. kind of looks like a pulp kind of thing. A pulp well, style. Something like that. Because I love but those bumpers. Yes, yeah, since they started doing that, I really, really hope they put another CD out. You know, if you go on YouTube and like YouTube uh, Toonami bumpers, you'll see that people have made their own fan versions for their own anime. There's one for Ranma One Half, and I was like, "Wow!" You'd be glued to the TV if that happened, wouldn't you? Probably, but then again, there'd be too many edits in the first season alone would make me just like, you know, I think I'll just pop the DVD in and watch it instead. <laughs> Worth a shot. True, true, true. Well, depending on when they aired it, there might not be as many edits as you would think. True, but um, well. Well, they could always do what um what um Pioneer did, just make them look like they're wearing bathing suits. Ugh. It worked. And even Kai had to uh, edit some of the blood. Like uh, I don't know if you saw like the uh, end of the uh, Namek saga when uh freezes various uh, chunks are floating around in space. It's like bloody in the original one, but the uh, and for for Kai it's like charred and gray instead, which I think kind of looks nastier. They made what's-his-name blue in the fu- in the four kids uh, dub. Mr. Popo. The, uh, he looked like he looked like he could have been Cookie Monster's uncle. Mr. Popo. They didn't drop the ball with him. They shot it into the ground out of a cannon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Arkin High! Foom! Oh, wait. Cotson in the uh, chat has a good point. Yeah. It won't be the same until it reruns Cowboy Bebop and Trigon endlessly. See, I'm kind of all for that because as many times as they've re-aired Cowboy Bebop and Trigon, I have not seen all of the episodes. But Really? Yeah, I've not seen all the Cowboy Bebop and Trigon. Those are series I actually want on DVD. And I believe the rights to Cowboy Bebop is floating around because of Bondi. And I think... Funimation absorbed Trigun's rights from um from Genion, I think. I just go fishing think on so. Amazon Depends for on... Cowboy Bebop DVDs. You'll well, find them. Yeah. Media Blast has lost the rights to Kenshin, so Yeah, but um the Toonami people said that they don't want to they don't want to do the endless repeats like they had done the mm-hmm. first time. They want to bring in fresh new shows. So, and you know what? 
I mean, as much as I enjoy Toonami, they should just call it Toonami, sponsored by Funimation. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but I'm saying this is like, you don't see, you really don't see Viz, Manga Entertainment, um, or, or all the other companies throwing titles at Toonami to get it on the air. Funimation, who has their own network, their own, their own on demand, who seizes, they're like, here, take our anime. Which I really, I think that's really good. And I think other companies need to see this and just step up and be like. Shut up and take my anime. Exactly. I mean, because not for nothing. We all, I mean, if you have Funimation Channel, you're, you're probably watching, let's say, Shin Tenchi Muyo. As we know, it'll be slightly edited and there'll be commercials. You like it enough, you go out, you drop 30 bucks, you buy the box set, uncut. Oh, God. Speaking of Tenchi Muyo. I actually Wait. sat and watched an episode of GXP. Why? I'm sorry. It just, it, it, I was just laying in bed and it happened to be on and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll watch it. Oh my god, that was such a bad, bad, bad idea. That's when Funimation <laughs> was making the fuck ups. They didn't realize what was going on. Now that they got shit together. And to answer Hockey Commons' question in the chat, uh, vognetwork.com slash live to get into the chat. Who, so who will perform a licensed rescue for Kenshin TV? I believe that belongs to one of the offspring of ADV Vision. I think it's Section 23 or some somebody like that. One of them has actually picked it up. Now, by request, you wanted this particular story, Ari. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I have some music for you. I hope you enjoy it. What are you planning? Oh! Okay, so yeah. Oh, you actually like this one? Yeah, I was, I was thought it was something else. Oh, you mean like this? No, don't. Uh, I don't recognize that one. It's the Pokemon Johto League's theme in Italian. Fun cool. <laughs> <laughs> I still like my idea better. No. What was your idea? The English version of uh, the theme song, because he hates it. Oh. You mean this? <laughs> you're, you're having a grand old time with your uh, switcher over there, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, let's... Uh, now I know how Travis Donovan feels. Okay. I'm sure Travis Donovan would... And I are gonna fight each other just to strangle you. Hmm. There we go. Well, yeah, if anybody's go- if anybody's going to strangle Rama, it's going to be me. Anyway, you don't have the balls to. I don't need the balls. Anyway, fucking guinea. After over 13 years, Ash Charizard returns to the Pokemon anime. That's right, because t- on the, the episode of Best Wishes there tonight, Ash once again got Charizard. Fans of the animes will know that his Charizard is a fifth Pokemon he nabbed, and tonight, this episode, told partially in flashbacks, <coughs> gave his backstory for those who didn't turn in for the rest of the, the series. This Charizard became Ash's most powerful Pokemon, but it grew distant, and then finally part of ways with Ash leaving his Charizard in the valley filled with other powerful for Charizards. <coughs> Note that the party episode was broadcast in Japan in 2000 and 2001 in North America. So... 
Ash's Charizard is turning as a regular Pokemon in Pokemon Best Wishes, so starting next week, he'll be in his regular rotation, apparently. Yeah, for those who don't, don't remember, there was a couple times when uh, Ash would send for Charizard from Charific Valley to uh, put him back on his team because that was the shit's getting real moment for him. He's got to bust out the very biggest guns he has. Mm. Now, now here's the thing: Will um, will Charizard actually listen and obey to, uh, obey him? Oh yeah, he that throughout the uh, he actually started banging around the Orange Johns episode when he got f- partially frozen, and Ash's crew spent uh, spent all night taking care of him, getting his body temperature back to normal levels, including one scene where Ash had rubbed his hands raw to keep him warm. Wow. And then. He would call him back for a couple of the later tournaments, and every greeting between the two ends of, ends the same way with Charizard blowing a big gout of fire in Ash's face. Mm. And it was especially noteworthy because at one point he had bro fists with his Charizard, or claws, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's like. The turning the hat backwards, or Ric Flair whipping his suit jacket off. Shit's about to get very real. Yep. Alright, um... Ads in Tokyo stations for Western horror movie deemed too scary for commuters. Now, I'm not much of a horror fan. Even if I was a diehard horror fanatic, even I think this was a little bit too fucked up. Tokyo. Stroll through any of Tokyo's larger train stations and you'll inevitably become face-to-face with the vision of a disheveled teenage girl trapped behind a layer of glass crying for your help. Now, as part of the promotional campaign for multi-late horror movie Cabin, known here as The Cabin in the Woods, a series of frightening advertisements is currently being displayed in 160 screens across 14 stations and around the Tokyo area. For many, through though, the ads were simply too scary, and Advertising Standards Agency has made the unusual step of asking for them to be toned down. Although they have now been altered, the ads originally showed the female figure covered in blood, banging on the glass, be- begging for a passing commuters to save her. After several members of the public said they found the image a little bit too disturbing, the color of the images were tweaked so that the blood and gore could no longer be seen, even in a dull black and white state, though the ads were still pretty eye-catching. Public reaction to the intense ads range from way too scary to too much blunder but equally honest thoughts such as, what the hell is that? Uttered by shoppers and commuters passing by. If you like to frighten your children by telling them that the government has started imprisoning people who don't brush their teeth in the walls of public spaces, you could take them along to Ikiburo, Shibuya, Ebisu, Shinagawa, Tokyo, Akihabara, Ieno, Mataka, Kokobunji, Hachioji, Akabane, Urawa, Omiya, or Yokohama Station to see the ads, which will retain in a slightly altered yet still unnerving form until Sunday. Yikes. And by Sunday, we mean this past Sunday. Yeah, uh, that's just a little bit too, too fucking creepy. out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for nothing, the Japanese have some really fucked up horror movies. 
Yeah. But it's nice but... to see that an American movie is, is saying, no, this is too scary for us. Yeah. The thing is, I didn't think that The Cabin in the Woods did well here. It didn't. So what's making it so popular overseas? Well, as I said, Japan has a love of horror movies. And remember, they're also like 10 years behind us when it comes to like movies and music and all that stuff. I mean, if you like old school hip hop, go listen to some Japanese hip hop right now. It'll bring a tear to your face of how good it is. But anyway. Liquid Pride? Yes, Liquid Pride. (laughs) (laughs) There's no more manly tears. It's Liquid Pride. (laughs) Liquid Pride. Oh, Shining Armor. But yeah, like, I'm not really a fan of horror either, so like, this stuff will like, pass me by, you know, I'll like, pass this without even a second thought. I mean, you put that in a New York subway station and someone will probably think it is some hipster's art project and equally dismiss it. Yeah, they'll probably think it's pretty good and just keep walking, you know. See, where is this this freaking song? Ah, there we go. Hmm. You know, we kind of finished a little early, so I guess we can. I guess we could discuss um, one of my most recent achievements. Yes, let's. Yes, believe it or not, as much as I am a fan of Sailor Moon, this is the first time I have watched all two hundred episodes in its original format. It took me... Hooray! Thank you. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Fluttershy, Flutter Guy. Yay! Keep it up, I have Angel bite you. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, what did you think of the series overall? Very emotional. Uh, that if Relina Peace Crouch should ever have a daughter, it would probably be Usagi Tsukino. If Relina Peacecraft ever had a daughter, I'd go and shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I make that comparison because Relina Peacecraft says we can go about this through peace and harmony. Usagi Tsukino... And yet pulls out a gun at somebody and tries to shoot them. Yeah. Usagi Tsukino, a.k.a. Sailor Moon, in the face of danger and death, will walk up to the enemy and, like, let's and hug it out. Hug them. <laughs> I love that. It's like, I can't fight you. Let's hug instead. Oh, you have all this power at your fingertips. Galact Chaos is swinging her sword at you, and you're just parrying, talking about, let's just be friends. <gasps> Bitch, be cut her! It's gotta be especially damning for her, because she, cause she's like attacking with wards, and she can't do a damn thing to uh, hurt her. I mean, I understand that she believes in a non I understand that. But given the 
the battle she's been through and that emotional wreck and the fact that Galaxia fucked with her man. A typical woman would have taken that sword and hacked her to pieces. No matter how peaceful that woman is. At least with Goku, he will beat the shit out of you and then try to reason with you. Yes. He, it, Goku will just beat some sense into you. That's what he does. Um, I have to say, the Japanese episodes, it's a lot more emotional. It's a lot more understandable to me. And I actually liked Supers. I don't think of Chibi Moon as that much of a, um, of a terror. To me, Supers is sort of like a, it's like a, her version of the first season of Sailor Moon, if you think about it. More or less. It's, eh, something like yeah. that. And, um, Usagi's eternal transformation, I thought that was a throwback to the first, to her first transformation because how she was, like, pixelated during the transformation sequence. I mean, I don't blame um, the outers for what they did. I mean, people are going to get mad at it, but you got to think about that. That type of plans happen in animes, TV shows, all the time. So, that's no, that's no exception. I may actually go back and rewatch all 200 because it was really good for what it was. Yeah, it definitely deserves a second run through, mm-hmm. but you need to read the manga first. I know I, I have I have all the manga on my tablet. The, the chapters I could not download, I finished downloading at Oshi's place. So because there, I'll say stars went too fast. I I guess they want to end it at 200, but um. Stars was like what thirty nine episodes. Well, the whole thing is Stars went too fast because most of Stars was filler. Mm. Most of what happened in Stars does not happen in the manga. And I probably believe when they redo the series, it's going to be a lot. There's still going to be some filler, so like how PGSM was, but it's going to be along those tones. Uh, probably. And Usagi, I don't. I, I don't think it's gonna make it to two hundred episodes. I because I, I don't think they're gonna be all of those monster of the days. Mm-mm. No. It'll um, be like, it's going to be Sailor Moon Kai. Yeah, and don't forget yeah. Sailor Moon R had two arcs to it. So, if anything, I see it being done in one hundred fifty episodes tops, at least. How many Sailor Moon movies were there? Three. Three. R, S, and Supers. And Hockey Comet asks, if you saw all three of the Sailor Moon movies, which one was your favorite? I haven't watched them yet because I had the I had um, a low-quality copies of them, so I went back to get high-quality versions. But when I was getting those, I started to watch PGSM, and that's when I realized, holy fuck, I'm old. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's 10 years old. But I understand why I like PGSM more. It's because it's like they transfer. Luna tells them what to do, and it's like all their powers and abilities just come to them naturally. And Usagi is not a crybaby; she is a fighter. Uh-huh. That and maybe because I'm, I really enjoy Tokusats, like Deca Ranger and other Super Sentai stuff. So, well, I, I. I'm actually probably once we're done here gonna start watching a couple episodes. Mm. 
Alright, so... I guess I'm more or less ready for the reboot. Not the reboot, the retelling. I can't... You can't call the new anime a reboot. It's a... I think it's like a retelling. A remastering, I think, is another way of saying it? More or less. Because um, it's going to be closer to the manga this time. And I'm really hoping Naoko has more say in what goes on. I would think that she would, because they are doing it closer to the manga. Yes. I just kind hope of a, that... Kind of a... Huh? Hmm? I'm wondering kind of like radar dodging lines that'll uh, stick in this version. And you just gone robotic on us. I meant, you know, the line about talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Well, was... considering that... I'm, I'm trying to remember... If that was no, I don't even think that was in the manga at no, all. It wasn't. Really? So my guess is it's not even going to be an issue. No, I have to go back and actually um, meme up some of those screen that screen cap of uh, Jupiter. Those are some good one-liners. <laughs> all right. So anywho, we're gonna play our last break and come back and wrap things up. Sounds good to me. Right. That works. We will be back.
Well, now, I wasn't expecting this song to end so suddenly like that. Yo, why did it cut off? Just I a don't... shitty MP3 file? Actually, it might be, but it might be the actual song itself, so... Yeah. No song can be perfect, what can I say? You'll live. Exactly, I don't hear anyone in the chat room complaining. Well, you don't hear anyone in the chat room. I can see Orange. people in the chat room. That's not hearing them. Smart ass. Yeah, somebody's gotta be. <sighs> if you like what you hear, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth, etc., etc., etc. They may not like what you have to say, but they'll listen and judge for themselves, so that's how we roll. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. If you notice, there's been a lack of some stuff posting on the site because we're getting ready to flip the switch, hopefully soon. Uh, I think we have, like, one section that has to be worked out, and then we can just launch it. Right, Mako-chan? Don't even so. look at me. You've got to get the pictures. You said you, were, you weren't happy with the pictures because they didn't thumb well... Th uh, thumbprint or whatever nice so that's on you they haven't gotten back to me so your best you might as well just go to their fan page grab a high quality photo and just post it and if they don't no. like it they can submit another one no Ugh. I did that before and you didn't like the quality so no the story of my life ladies and gentlemen 
<laughs> yeah, your best friend is Grumpy Cat. Live with it. Yes, why well, I'm going to have Grumpy Cat fixed. Dude, harsh. <laughs> yes, I know. No, the harsh part is when, when it's done without the anesthetic. Ow. <laughs> well, you have fun paying for that one. Uh, we'll just we'll just send the bill to all the Travis. That's all. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> he'll pawn some gold for it. He's good for it. <clears throat> Check out our podcast on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcasts, Xbox Music, and iTunes. If you give us a five-star review, we'll gladly air- read it right on the air because you gave us a five-star review. Why wouldn't we? Check us out at uh, YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. I hope to get another video up soon since I've already kind of start working on the AWA stuff. I'm just jumping all over the place. Actually, yeah, you need to actually budget your time. Yeah. Actually, what I need to do is get the PAX East stuff up there right away. Well, that would be really, really good. I know. PAX East and Zenkai Con. Oh yeah, we're that would be even like better. Here. Yes, we are the bad news bears of podcasting. And you bitch about me. I get stuff done. You just sit there and go, "Ooh, shiny." Yeah, you get stuff done a year after it's um, initially recorded. That's not the point here. No, that is the point. God damn you. <laughs> check, out, uh, check out our our latest video is Last uh, Chance Me performing live at AWA 2012. One of the best hours you'll spend watching this video. It's really phenomenal. Uh, check out our personal YouTube pages. YouTube.com slash DigiRonimaS. YouTube.com slash SailorFlare. YouTube.com RE22682 and YouTube.com slash Jupluna. And follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. If you want to know the ends of what's going on, like photos we're uploading, videos, where we're going to be, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. And you can follow us on our personal Twitters just so you know we're a lot more chaotic on Twitter than we are in real life. You can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonMaS. Um, Sailor Flair is twitter.com slash make it epic. Um, Ari's at twitter.com slash the Ari man. Mako Chan is twitter.com slash Jovedea. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We're over 2,300 Facebook fans. You like us a lot, so thank you for liking us. And we're going to continue to work hard to give you more content that, you've got, that y'all will truly appreciate and spread the word about us that's how we get done and we'll gonna... give you more content when he gets to it <laughs> well that too <laughs> follow us on our, also on facebook you find me at facebook.com slash where i talk about the podcast photos and where i'm going to be and facebook.com slash makoto 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 where she continues to be the um jupiter embodiment of grumpy cat yeah, well, I actually updated, so I'm happy with that. Holy sh... Stop the presses. <laughs> yeah, I started putting up some of the um, costume stuff. Ari, I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, de- I'm going to deny you internet for a week if you, keep, if you do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Grenade! 
grenade! <laughs> That's one hell of a that grenade. That was horrible. <laughs> that was bad, and you should feel bad. I don't. Ah, you're a bastard. <laughs> you learned I learned from the best. Yes, yes you do. Christ almighty, you're a stick. Um, don't forget, we are always live on the VOG Network. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore Presentation. Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget, there's also Wow Wednesdays, where it's Girls Gone Wow and Horde House. If you like science fiction, you can check out Brad from Pod Culture on podculture.net on Monday nights. And if you like science fiction, pop culture, books, movies, check out Critical Myth there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes. Yeah. I think around 7 p.m. So that's a whole lot of podcasting they're doing. And if you're more into purely pop culture, remembering what it was like back in the good old days of movies and televisions, and you want to rant and drink along with everybody else, it's Under Sedation Live, Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern with Travis Donovan and Jessica Harper. Tune in. It'll be well worth it. See, he remembered you this time. I always remember Travis. Remember as far as I can throw him. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to check out our flagship shows, um, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m., where we are the official Kid Brother podcast of OLR. So. We're the ones that go in a room and don't leave when they're told to. Yeah, we're the ones. Red-headed that, stepchildren? Yeah, what? Yeah, we're the ones that take the last ice pop out their freezer. So, um, last words. Anyone? Um, Marco? Um, I have too many things I need to do, and all I want to do now is watch PGSM. Ari? I got paid today. Yay! Woohoo! Me? I think I'm going to catch up with some TV and kind of organize some stuff, so, yeah. So I You? Think, organize? More or less. Just, by organize, I mean moving stuff around. You? Organize? Yes. Also, when I go hey. to... Organize chaos, don't you know? Also, when I occasionally go to Walmart, I'll see the iPads they have on display, open up the podcast section, and download our podcasts onto them just to see who who listens to it or checks it out. I like the way you think. Infiltration. And to answer Travis Donovan to too late, it's never too late. It's always too late. Please. You are too late. <laughs> Alright. We need to get out of here, so I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. We will see you next week, so see ya. I'm out this bitch. See ya. Bye. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. No, not for Caltrait. That was bad. You should feel bad. Yay. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time... The views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show.
See you next time.